Um, this morning, I would like to remind us of um, one of Paul's concerns. Well, concerns of the apostles, you know, in the New Testament. We, we have a very um, huge responsibility, you know, to carry out the command of God. More often than not, we have instructions in the Bible to be sober, you know. To be sober doesn't necessarily mean to be sorrowful. It just means to have a right appreciation and to be fully aware and conscious of the circumstance and the environment. Amen. Um, let's start off by looking at um, what Paul said in Romans. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, I read, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Uh, just to pick on some words. So we are talking about the thought process, you know, what drives the man, you know, the things that speaks to his values and to his motives. And there is a warning that Paul gave, and that is about not thinking more highly than he ought to think. We are to think highly of ourselves. We are not to think poorly of ourselves. We are actually to think highly of ourselves. But there is a condition also. We are also not to think more highly than we ought to think. So someone says, how do I know where to stop? Hopefully in the next few minutes, we'll touch on some of these things. And the Lord himself will help us as we strive to lead responsible Christian lives. So we see in Romans 12, 3, it says we should not think, you know, that man should not think of himself more highly than he ought to think. But should think soberly. So there's the provision in the word of God for us to think soberly. And it says there is a standard according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. Amen. Later on in the same chapter of Romans 12, you know, continuing in the same spirit of admonition, Paul says, Be of the same mind one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estates. Be not wise in your own conceits. So it's possible for the Christian, if he does not, um, if he's not conscious, and does not intentionally, you know, guard his activities to mind high things and to be wise in his own conceit. All right, because we are using, I'm using KJV, some of these old English may be lost on us, but I'm talking about arrogance, really, you know, arrogance. The person that is wise in his own estimation, you know, is arrogant, you know. Earlier in chapter 11, he had said things like, um, verse 20. 
you know, he had made some statements, but in the last sentence of Romans 11, 20, he says, be not high-minded. It's still the same attitude of sobriety. He says, be not high-minded. In verse 25 of Romans 11, he says, for I would not brethren that you be ignorant of this mystery, lest you be wise in your own conceits. And then he went to talk about what happened to, you know, the Jews, the Israel, and, and, and things like that. So we have this challenge of thinking highly of ourselves, but not thinking more highly of ourselves. That how do we, you know, gauge how we ought to think of ourselves? But before we get into that, you know, um, let's just see what other apostles says or said about this issue. You know, James in James chapter four, verses six and seven says, "But uh, well, he talking about God, give it more grace. Wherefore he said, God resists the proud, but give it grace unto the humble. And therefore submit yourself therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Peter says, in fact, he repeats exactly the same words in 1 Peter 5, verses 5 to 11. Um, he had been, of course, talking about how to honor ourselves and respect each other in the church. From verse 5, he says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yes, or yeah, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and give it grace to the humble. Then he expands further and says, Humble yourself therefore under the mighty hands of God, that he may exalt you in due season. And that we may have an idea of how to humble ourselves or a manifestation of this humility. One of it, he says, is casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. So the person that is not proud, the person that is depending on God, is also um, prone to cast all his or our cares upon God. For he's rested in the fact that God cares for him. Then again, like we said, it's sobriety. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. So the person that is humble, is casting his cares upon the Lord because he's assured, you know, that God cares for him. He's also sober and vigilant and is maintaining this steadfastness in a space and because he knows that God is with him, you know. So, where does the pride actually come to the Christian? You know, how does this pride even come? Remember, it says not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. You know, it may surprise you that some of this pride actually comes from knowledge. You know, and how, you know, why would I say such a thing? First Corinthians 8 verses 1 and 2. Paul was addressing one of the... Um, grave issues 
with the Corinthian church. When he says, now touching things suffered unto idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge perfects up, but charity edifies. Verse 2, and if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. So there is a tide and growing knowledge at five and six. Why? Knowledge pops up. There is an assurance and a confidence that knowledge brings that if it is not full knowledge, you don't have a big picture, you get arrogant. Now, this is a well-documented um, psychological phenomenon, you know. Um, anyway, it's been in the Bible all along. Paul has written 1 Corinthians since he, you know, since the day he sent the letter. But more recently, um, psychologists, you know, academics have even documented it. And we have what you call the Dunning-Kruger's effect, you know, um, from the documentation, research work of psychologists in University of Cornell in 1999, you know, um, there was this paper that said, unskilled and unaware of it, how difficulties in recognizing one's, one's own incompetence leads to inflated self-assessment. So psychologists you know, in the world now, they've recognized that people have a false estimation of their competence and it's just because we have some knowledge but not full knowledge of things but as christians paul peter james they admonished us and they advised us to be mindful of this tendency I know surprisingly, the solution to the arrogance, the knowledge puffing up, is to also know more. And that's why we'll see that, you know, the Pauline prayers that we pray helps a lot on knowledge. We want to have a full knowledge of God because a full knowledge of God will give us a proper assessment of ourselves and where we stand in the scheme of things. They are the blessings and the promises of God that is due us, that is available to us. But with all this promise, with all these um, privileges, comes the responsibility and the right appropriation, you know, rightly dividing the word of truth, knowing how to function effectively in all that God has provided for us. That's where the words of Jesus, I am the vine, you are the branches, you have to continue in me, you have to be totally reliant on me, you know, will always be a recurring decimal in how we conduct our lives in order to make the most of things. Um, Paul when he was talking about the qualifications, you know, for a bishop, one of the things he said is the fellow should not be a novice. First Timothy 3.16. He should not be a novice, lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. 
you know so you know that's just to buttress the fact that a lack of full knowledge you know leads to some form of pomposity or arrogance so nobody is telling you not to um not to make your boast in the lord just make sure that your boast is totally in the lord and not with this sense of arrogance not thinking that you are better off you know than any other person and every other person yes as believers we are on the path of salvation and we you know we appeal to those that are not on the way with us to accept christ to accept the provisions of salvation but we shouldn't get into any form of idea that we are better off you know we are just acquired that which is promised to everyone and therefore we strive to use that compassion to reach out to others and fellow believers yes you know one truth of god's words you know perhaps better than your neighbor but if that your neighbor is a christian that your neighbor is equally an heir of salvation just as you are and we shouldn't just get into this unhealthy comparison and rivalry of who is the better christian you know because our salvation has been provided for us in christ jesus and by christ now this same effect is what happens to this the same Donnie Kruger effect that I've mentioned is when also, especially if we're a bit advanced, we seemingly cannot appreciate the difficulty that someone that is not an expert may be facing. You know, because something you know is easy, are easy for you to accomplish. You know you're an expert in that area and then you see someone that is struggling and then you don't have a full appreciation of it you know and that's why um a, a paul was saying galatians galatians chapter six uh brethren if a man be overtaken in the fault ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness considering thyself lest thou also be tempted bear ye one another's burden and so fulfill the law of christ verse 3 for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing he deceives himself so you are no longer that um, beginner in this particular field you have now become an expert you're a bit advanced it's easy for you not to tolerate or accommodate you know that person who seemingly is just starting up on his journey. But to help one another, especially with when the aim is restoration, he says it should be done, that correction should emanate from a spirit of meekness. Let's just be meek. Let's just, let's just, you know, today commit ourselves to being humble, you know. I didn't say we should think poorly of ourselves. I didn't say we shouldn't appreciate the provisions that God has made for us. But don't let us over brag, you know, on our own self, 
um, prowess because whatever that we have whatever that is available to us is provided it's external to us was brought to us courtesy of jesus and salvation and therefore we are mindful that we are dependent on god there's a reliance on god that we should cultivate yes we have it some of us say it but let's just become more conscious of it in our daily operations it's it's a serious thing god resists the proud but the humble just swim in this sea of grace and it's grace really it's grace it's grace it's grace that has brought everything to us even the faith that we profess the 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 mighty works that we enjoy the privileges that we enjoy um romans 4 16 you know talking about the universality of faith and why god makes things the way they are you know he says uh, therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end that the promise might be sure to all the seed so we see here that the faith requirement is because god wants to throw open the privilege to everybody you know and therefore if it is available for everybody why should we become pompous as though we've done anything special in itself as if it's by our own strength our own wisdom our own cunningness that we have achieved all that we have achieved that god has helped us to achieve even in spiritual growth and development so brothers and sisters um these words of my just come to encourage us to be um, rightly adjusted you know to our position in god we are the product of god we are the issues of god we emanate from god and by our constant study and um, acquisition of knowledge of the divine probations we become better adjusted as believers you know we just have this right attitude of being humble of being level-headed of not getting to the extreme of thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to think we live in a world that promotes self excessively you know they want to motivate for great achievements it's about breaking records yes we know that we also actually provoke one another we should provoke another one another to doing good deeds so there's a place of you know that community effect of um, peer 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 pressure in the right direction yes that we should also entertain but beyond that because we i know that foundationally we are dependent on god for all that we enjoy for all that you know for all the outputs and the outcomes will just become sane you know just humble just know that we are reliant on god we depend on god we've done so much you know in church teaching on you know listening 
to God, following the leadings of the Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Now, these are the things that emanate from that. If you continue this atmosphere, this attitude of total dependence on God, lead, you know, seeking to follow the leadings of the Spirit, there will be no room for arrogance with us because we know we are dependent you know we are not we are not ashamed to declare that we depend on god that's what it means to be a worshiper that's what it means to be a believer we are believing in the provisions and the protection and the privileges and whatever it is that salvation has brought away including a reliance on god you know, we depend on God, we trust Him, and therefore we will have a right adjustment to one another and to circumstance when the, when the, whatever the circumstance, you know, that comes our way, events, developments, when the, you know, when issues arise, we just have this right attitude that is godly that is sanctioned from above recall again um one of paul's prayers uh, what he said in how he described the jews in romans 8 romans 9 you know uh after expressing his deep sorrow for the jewish state he says I wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, verse 4 of Romans 9, who are Israelites who won't pertain in the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the Father and of whom concerning the flesh Christ came, who is Lord over all. You know, the condition was that they did not submit to the righteousness of God. They just didn't submit to it. They are going about to establish their own righteousness. That is one of the problems that the Israelites had. There was the righteousness that um, that God has provided that it's in God you know but they are just going about to establish their own righteousness and this Paul said is the is the issue that they have um, I think that would be in Romans 10 really uh, Romans 10 yeah Romans 10 uh, verses three and four for they've been ignorant of god's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of god you know so we shouldn't find ourselves in a similar position of resisting of opposing there's a way god wants things to roll you know and here we see that the israelites are choosing a different plan their plan was not aligned to God's plan. And it's because, like Paul says in 
Romans 10, 3, they are ignorant of God's righteousness. But we are the better for it because we choose not to be ignorant. We lean on God, we depend on God. Beyond saying the Pauline prayers, which we should, Pauline prayers, which we should repeat often, you know, let's just, you know, have a determination, you know, to just a, a setting, you know, just adjust your setting that you just yield to God. You just accept God, you know, you just allow God, you know, you just follow after, you know, the will of God. What will God have me do in this circumstance? And once you have that idea, you just yield to it, you know, you just submit to it. And that, you know, I guarantee you will always keep us tender to follow the will of God for our lives. Brothers and sisters, uh, thank you for listening. And um, I believe that beyond the inadequacies of my expression, the word, the spirit will quicken the word in us and will be the better for it. Do have a wonderful and productive day. Thank you, everybody.